Percy, there are times in our life when we are challenged by our circumstances, our backs against the wall. I think we simply need to kick it into gear and get moving to take some action. What do you think? You know, you're absolutely right. I recall a young shepherd boy by the name of David, uh, and we know that story very well, who on one faithful day was pressed into action to face the community bully, Goliath. Some occasions in our lives gives us no choice like David but to react to them and force us to get busy. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it today. All right, and we'll learn from a lady who was forced to take action and get busy after she was told she had cancer. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. I welcome you to Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. My name is Wayne Shepherd. privileged to be here with Percy each time we release one of these podcasts. And this week, we're going to meet, well, you tell me, who are we going to meet today, Percy? You know, we're going to meet an amazing cancer survivor and patient uh, who's going to help us to understand how her initial reaction after being told she had cancer triggered her to basically get into gear and do something. And so we're going to be inspired and motivated. And in some cases, we're going to even be emotionally touched with this story. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to that interview here in just a few moments. Our free resource this week is How to Face Cancer with Boldness. We've offered this before, but if you missed it uh, a few weeks ago and want to download it now, it's available at the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, How to Face Cancer with Boldness. What What have you learned that you pass on in this resource? Yeah, again, at the end of the day, it's all about the ability to muster up the internal uh, wherewithal that allows one not to shy away from challenges and circumstances, but how to be bold in the face of those circumstances. And for me, from a spiritual perspective, my boldness always has come from the fact that there is something that God has invested in me, or he has promised me, or he has allowed me to be in his presence. And so boldness, if you will, from a spiritual perspective, comes from God. And we need that when we're facing cancer. And so this document and this resource will give us some spiritual insights on how to be bold in the Lord in the face of cancer and to work through our challenging circumstances. I'm so glad we're able to offer this to our listeners. It's free. There's no obligation at all. All you do is go to the website and download it and use it. Mm -hmm. Look for How to Face Cancer with Boldness at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, we like this to be an interactive program, and so we pose a question to listeners, and listeners respond. It's wonderful to see the responses that come in. What's the question you'd like to pose this week? Our question for today that we want to pose is, has there ever been, speaking of our subject title today, has there ever been an occasion that you were forced into action, and what did you do? Have you ever been forced into action And what is it that you did in response to that? Yeah, be specific when you answer, if you would. We'd love to hear your response. You can do that at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Now, previously on one of our earlier programs, we asked this question, would it matter to you if your physician adhered to a personal spiritual faith and why? Well, we got many responses. Here's one from Springfield, Illinois. Yes, it would. I would be very encouraged in the idea that my physician not only relies in science alone, but they're also motivated by the belief that God ultimately has the final word of any medical outcome beyond their medical abilities. I have to say I agree with that one. 
Yeah, yeah. And I, I think it's because if nothing else from an encouragement perspective, you know, it has to infuse you with the ability to say that this person will be open to what else God can do and not just be reliant upon what his limitations or abilities are. So I think that's a great response. And I also agree with that. Again, our guest will be with us momentarily, but uh, why don't you open the scriptures before we go any further? Well, great scripture for today. Very familiar passage of scripture that'll help establish the foundation of today's conversation. Found in Joshua 1, verses 8 through 11, read as follows. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be, then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord, your God will be with you wherever you go. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people go through the camp and tell the people, get your provisions ready. In three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land that the Lord, your God is giving you for your own. Today, we're going to understand the power of the fact that we need to get busy and do something, and we're going to be encouraged on how to do that. If you are concerned that you or someone you love may have cancer, consider reaching out to Cancer Treatment Centers of America for personalized diagnostic services. Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers that treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com, click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America, or contact a member of the team with questions about your treatment options. The number is 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Recently, Percy had an online conversation with the woman we're going to meet now on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Well, hey, 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 I'm excited to be back with you again for another episode, and we have another wonderful uh, person to sit and talk to and to hear their story with regard to their journey of, of cancer. Today, I have with me Tammy Casperson, who uh, is a stage four breast cancer patient, and she is still receiving active treatment at the time of this recording uh, and received the diagnosis of that uh, of that disease on May 12, 2020. She's a community development individual for a credit union, and she's going to sit and uh, she's going to share some of her story today about being a cancer patient. Welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration, my dear. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you, Reverend McCray. Good to see you. Well, it's good to be seen, and it's certainly good to be heard. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us. Let's talk about um, being a cancer patient and first and foremost, uh, the day, you know, I often say it this way, the day that you first were told that you uh, had cancer, uh, where were you and how did you feel when you heard that information? Well, um, again, thank you for having me. It's, it's an honor to be here this morning. And um, I was called by my doctor and was called into his office. And he sat and held my hand and told me the diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And when I left his office, 
three of my friends had showed up in the lobby. Mm. And they said, let's go have lunch. And the first thought was, my mom is a cancer survivor. Okay. Breast cancer survivor. My younger sister, three and a half years younger. Mm. Breast cancer survivor. Mm. My brain went to, let's get busy. Let's make a plan. Um, my doctor, as he was holding my hand, cried. I think I might have cried a little bit. Mm-hmm. My mind went to work mode. Okay. Let's get a plan in place and let's get started. Wow. And, you know, I asked this question basically of every cancer patient that, that I interview. And, and, and the answers are very different depending on, mm-hmm. you know, the headspace that, that, that individuals are in at that moment in time. But I think that your response may be one of the more unique answers in terms of, okay, let's get busy. Let's get a plan. Let's get to work. We've, we've got things yes. to do. Uh, after you kind of process that, and, and it takes a minute, you know, and a minute is not necessarily yes. a literal minute. A minute could be a day, it could be a week, whatever. Right. To process and take ownership of hearing that information to you. Um, then you began, obviously, to, I would assume, seek out treatment and care. Um, uh, and I negate it to say that you are receiving your treatment currently at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, uh, Atlanta, and have, but but after having you know, sought a couple of opinions and, and, and having some discussions. Let's talk about the power uh, that you felt and the liberty of, you know, getting a second opinion and, and talking with others to figure out where you should go. And, and I guess being led by the spirit of God, because you're, you're, you're a woman of faith. Let's talk about yes. the, 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 the mental approach to how you came to terms with, you know, where you obviously started treating for the cancer that you have. Sure, sure. Well, I think for me, things started happening so fast. And let's remember, we were three months into a pandemic when all this, March 13th started the pandemic, diagnosis was given May the 12th, and my first uh, chemo was scheduled May 22nd. So we weren't playing around. Yeah. I think at the moment, um, I was thinking about just getting started. And then it, it just hit me. Um, two friends that don't know each other that knew one person who had a best friend that had already gone through two stages of cancer as a child Mm -hmm. and was on her second round of breast cancer. Both of these two friends were saying, you need to get to talk to her. Um, Because my brain really hadn't gone to second opinion yet. Okay. I hadn't even had time to process that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, this is, this is my life. This is my body. I, I can go, you know, we, we're going to go for a second opinion if we have shoulder surgery or mm. eye surgery or maybe where you're going to have your children. And so I reached out um, to Jennifer who got me to Heather and Heather spent I don't, two, three hours with me, just giving me information and everything that she had walked through. And I was like, I do not need to reinvent the wheel. It was highly suggested to me to not Google things um, to the nth degree. Mm -hmm. And I chose personally for me, I chose not to Google everything. I really didn't want those words spoken over my life. So I choose, I chose to take more of a a positive approach. And, um, after meeting with Heather, I got to CTCA and I knew without a shadow of a doubt that that was the Lord leading me 
directly to her hmm. to get to CTCA. Okay. And I've never looked back. And so you, you start down your clinical path and, and journey yes. of treatment. Um, yes. You've done some clinical things, uh, and we don't yes. have to get into any extended uh, explanation of, of, of what you've done or doing clinically. Uh, uh, I, is it safe to say that you've done some, some chemotherapy? Did you have surgery? Just some, you know, what are some of the basic oh. things that you did? Chemo, chemotherapy, radiation, okay. and um, surgery um, is still on hold okay. for now. Mm-hmm. So, and then I've also had a um, back procedure. Reverend McCray, there's a fancy name for it, but basically um, it's where they go in and they, um, Dr. Newfeld puts gel, like gel in between the vertebrae. Okay. So that's what I love about CTCA. You're not having to tell your story at a radiation department. I'm not having to tell my story at a surgery center. Mm. I'm not having to tell my story at at an infusion center. They all work together as my team to provide the best care they know. That's fantastic. And so you've 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 now undergone and have been involved in in several clinical uh, you know treatments at this point. Let's talk about um, obviously your faith and and how and when did that kick in after getting that information, after being stunned by that, after working through all of that yes. emotion. Um, or, or, or whatever the, the emotional dynamics were. Let's talk about your faith, the role of faith and, and spirituality, and how has that been uh, a component to where you are today mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, and physically? Well, you know, I've always been a woman of faith. I've always been involved in church, serving, studying, attending church, women's ministry, helping out with the kids. Mm. And, you know, Reverend McCray, we all get comfortable. Mm. I shouldn't say we all. I got comfortable. Mm. And maybe some of your listeners can resonate with that. We get comfortable. We know that the Lord is there in our midst. We know he is there in the good times and bad times. Mm. You know, I found myself, life was going along okay. And I found myself not taking the time that I used to take to spend time just with him. Mm. So on this journey, my faith is everything. And I've fallen in love with my first love. Mm. Wow. And so with that, um, and I think that's an important distinction. Uh, yes. Because the Bible actually has a scripture that, that makes reference to you know, our first love being reference to our relationship with God through Christ, obviously. Yes. Um, yes. You, you, you. Can I, add, can I just add something to that? So, sure. You know, in that, as a career woman, the breadwinner of my family, mm. um, being busy with two kids, um, my son has just um, been, is now in the Army. Um, he's been there now almost two years of, as June. My daughter's going to be graduating as a senior, mm. you know, and you kind of as a mom, whether you've been your, your profession has been able to stay home with your children or your profession has been to raise your children and have a job outside the home. Um, we still have to take that time. We, we owe it to ourselves and to the Lord 
because he gave us those children. Mm. He gave us that job. He's given us those opportunities to find a quiet moment, whether it's putting on your makeup in the morning, driving to work, and just spending some few moments with him. And I found it interesting this morning, um, a verse that appeared in my verse of the day was Acts 520. And it says, go stand in the temple courts, he said. Hmm. And And tell the people all about this new life. Mm. He has new life for each of us. Yes. And so I presume with that, that's exactly <laughs> what you're doing. That's exactly what oh. you have been doing, I would assume. Yes. Yes. Um, so your faith obviously is 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 a is bedrock and foundational as you work through the journey. Foundation. Okay. Yes. And I would, I'm assuming that it has been an aid and an assistance along with the good clinical care that you've received, uh, the relationships that you have built, uh, you know, in your clinical environment. I think you shared with me, you know, you have great relationships with your medical oncologist, with your chaplain. Let's talk oh, about yes. the power of the relationships that you have with your clinical care team that is supporting you while undergoing clinical care. You know, my clinical support team is amazing. And first and foremost, Pastor Chip is amazing. Miss mm. Diane in Mind and Body is just amazing. And I would highly encourage anyone, wherever it is that you're going, plug into everything that your treatment center has to offer. Mm. I've met, you know, I see my nutritionist on a regular basis. I see my naturopath on a regular basis. The chiropractor, I see my chiropractor on a regular basis. Mm-hmm radiologist, oncologist, talks with my chiropractor, the, uh, the doctor that just did my um, little back procedure, Dr. Newfeld. he's in touch with every single one of my team. I have a team of people from the nutritionist, the naturopath, the chiropractic, the physical therapy, even the physical therapy team. Mm. And Pastor Chip is part of that care team. Yeah. And I can tell you that there was an incident in radiology And that team was like, Tammy, we are here all day. And if it takes us all day, we're going to get this done. They did not. There's patients waiting. If if anyone has gone through radiation, you go the same time on the same day. Mm -hmm. And there's patients in front of you Mm -hmm. and patients behind you. Mm -hmm. And for that one moment, it wasn't such a good day for me. And they just loved on me mm. and were patient with me and was like, we're going to get, we're going to get this done. Mm. What more can you ask than love and grace and mercy yeah. from your team of doctors? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And, and when I hear that and I hear partnership, I hear relationship, uh, oh, this is not a solo see, journey. This is, you know, this no. is not an individual sport. You got, you got to have support and be connected with others that you feel care about you, love you, and and are concerned for you. And I, I hear it that. It is a team. Yeah. And you know what's interesting to Reverend McCray is whether you're going five days in a row, 36 days in a row, 10 days in a row, you're seeing the same people every morning. Yeah. And you're seeing those people that are going in before you and the people that are going in after you. And it kind of, not only is your care team becoming your team and your support, mm. the other patients mm. become your care team 
your support and your cheerleaders. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, again, for sure, um, uh, being a cancer patient, and I know I, I'm almost at, the, at, at this point two years in of my own diagnosis and journey. It's not an individual sport. We, we need uh, no. a village to be around yes. us. And so I hear, the power, I hear the power of that. That being all said, um, you look and sound great today. Uh, and, Thank uh, you. And I presume that you're progressing and moving forward. Uh, you're yes. still, you're still. I'm happy. I'm happy to have hair, sir. I'm happy to have hair. <laughs> Even though I used to be a brunette and now it's all gray, I'm just happy to have hair. <laughs> Absolutely. What would you say, given you know the journey, the path that you have been on, and that you are still walking right now? What gives you hope, or what energizes your hope, or what feeds your hope as you continue <laughs> to look ahead at this point? You know, my my parents are in their 80s. And my parents have um, been here for me from the very beginning. Um, my son is now officially deployed. My daughter is a senior in high school. Um, my sister has walked this journey a little bit different than mine. The friends that have come around me, I have very eclectic friends from all walks of life. Mm. And I think for me, realizing that cancer doesn't define me. Mm-hmm. It's going to touch so many people's lives deeper than one can ever imagine. This journey isn't just about me. Yeah. It's about lives being changed mm. forever. So my hope is not just in Jesus, but my hope is what he's going to do through me mm. that others may know him on a deeper level and see that he is tangible and he is real. He will go before you. Yes. He will walk behind you. Mm-hmm. He'll walk beside you and he'll carry you when you need to be carried. Well, today you have heard from Tammy Casperson, who is uh, stage four breast cancer patient, still receiving active treatment at Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Atlanta, uh, the Atlanta area. And today we salute and thank God for your testimony, for your journey. Thank you. Me too. Yes. And your willingness uh, to understand that at the end of the day, this is not really just only about you, but others who will be impacted by what they see, what they hear. <laughs> Uh, as you continue to declare that, you know, your walk with the Lord and your relationship with him is the is the anchor that is keeping you and holding you. Oh, and so absolutely. I'm, so and, and with, you know what? It, it yeah. goes back to actions speak louder than words, sir. <laughs> Today we've heard from Tammy. Thank you, my dear. Actions do speak louder than words. And your actions today continue to declare that God yes. is good and that he is good all the time. We love you to life, Tammy, and we're expecting good things to continue to happen to you. Be well, and thank you so much for sharing your story today on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Thank you, Reverend McRae, and you be well as well. Love you guys. Yes, thank you, Tammy. More from Percy here in just a moment. With locations in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix, Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers offering an integrated approach that combines surgery, 
radiation, chemotherapy, immunotherapy, and advancements in precision medicine with supportive therapies to manage side effects and enhance quality of life during treatment and into survivorship. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America, or you can call and talk with a member of our team with questions you may have about treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver advancements in precision medicine with supportive therapies like spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. We are always inspired by the people you bring to us to meet here on the program, and Tammy is certainly no exception, Percy. Well, we were blessed with with Tammy and the conversation. This is a stage four breast cancer patient, mother of two. Uh, she's still actually receiving active treatment as at the time of the recording. And you know, we learned some powerful things. Number one, that her mom and her sister were both can- breast cancer survivors, and that helped to kind of initially encourage her and to provide kind of a roadmap of thought when she was initially told that she had cancer. You know, she said that when she found out. Uh, she, of course, started crying, but then she said her brain went into let's get busy mode <laughs> and let's make a plan. She mm-hmm. kicked right in. Yeah. You know, Wayne, that's not always necessarily the response right. of many cancer yeah. patients. They they sometimes need to kind of let that marinate and process a little bit. But she said she kicked right into that mentality and that disposition. And I think that says quite a bit about who this lady is and and how she approached her situation. Yeah, attitude seems to be so very important in uh, tackling this kind of circumstance in life. Well, as the old adage goes, we've said it before, you know, uh, your attitude can dictate your altitude. And so in this particular case, uh, her attitude was very uh, influential uh, in her overall reaction and response and certainly Uh, The thought of, okay, let's do something. What do we need to do? Let's put a plan in place. And then she surrounded herself with people and an environment that encouraged and enabled her to start moving in a direction. So that was encouraging to hear for sure. Yeah. Now, Tammy said that her parents have been there for her, her children, her family, her friends have all been there for her. But I'm thinking of the person listening right now that maybe doesn't have that network of support like Tammy has. What's your advice to that person who's listening? Well, hopefully uh, that individual uh, is part of a local church community or uh, or some sort of faith community that then they can hopefully plug into and rally, uh, you know, support around them. Because it really is important to have, again, support around you that can kind of encourage you, nurture you and help strengthen you in the midst of the battle. Uh, And I would encourage anyone that's listening today Uh, or reach out to someone. It doesn't even necessarily have to be uh, a family member, but it could be a close friend, a colleague of some sort that, you know, you can trust with your medical, you know, information that potentially can be a support base for you as you move forward. Cancer is not an individual sport. Uh, We cannot play this or go through this process by ourselves. We need other additional support that can be rallied around us to move forward. So I would encourage that individual to do that. And if that is limited, begin to reach out to some of the online cancer communities. There are tons of them that then you could, as an example, uh, you know, we have the uh, Our Journey of Hope cancer community mm-hmm. where 
you know, you could join uh, that group where you can uh, plug in to others who uh, have started cancer care ministries. Uh, we have an organization called Cancer Fighters uh, that is sponsored by the Cancer Treatment Centers of America of other cancer patients who talk with and to one another, but somewhere, somehow try to plug into a larger network uh, that you can kind of receive some additional uh, mental, emotional, and spiritual support. It is so very important. It is. And kind of the other side of that equation is that maybe some of us listening could be the support that someone who's going through this without support needs. We can be that encourager. Oh, absolutely. At the end of the day, I would strongly encourage anyone and everyone that's listening to the program. First of all, you're being fed a quality diet that hopefully is building your spiritual endurance and your muscles so that you can go out and help other individuals with some heavy lifting, if you will, uh, who may be struggling through a battle of cancer. You can very well be the difference that may be made in their lives by offering yourself as a friend, as an ear, and as a spiritual comrade and support as they walk and fight the good fight of faith. Getting back to Tammy, I was so impressed when she said, cancer does not define me. I know that you, uh, your ears perked up on that one too, didn't they? It did. You know, we, we've recorded a show that talks about that very element. Uh, and the scripture that we use, and we'll just circle back on it, is that, you know, the scripture tells us that it is in God, in him we live, in him we move, and in him we have our very being. In other words, uh, we're, we ultimately should be defined by what God says to us and he has said about us and not our natural circumstances. So hearing, uh, you know, Tammy make that reference point that she did not allow cancer to define her is crucial. I learned early on that whatever can define you can ultimately confine mm-hmm. you. Well, that's good. And so yeah. today, when we unpack that, we need to really take ownership of what it is that's defining who and what we are so that we're not limited by that definition. So I was grateful uh, to hear her exhort and give that principle to, to everyone. Yeah. Well, we were so blessed by having Tammy here on the program today. Tell me how you find the folks that you bring to us each week? Uh, I mean, do you, you don't have to really go looking too hard, do you? Well, of course, I have relationship with all of our regional facilities based upon my time and my tenure. Uh, and so uh, there are always individuals within those environments that help me to identify uh, patients, caregivers, uh, clinicians who are willing uh, and would like to share their story, either from a support perspective or from an actual journey perspective, and uh, and then make recommendations. And so we reach out, we have a kind of a pre-conversation, number one, to get a sense of how comfortable would they be about sharing their story. Mm-hmm. And ironically, you know, they're, they're waiting on someone to ask them. They want to share their true? story. Yeah. And they're looking for opportunity because I think, What's really important to understand for individuals who have never dealt with the cancer community, and I've said it many times, people who are fighting or have fought cancer, they all have a story to tell. They all have a unique journey, but in many cases, they may not necessarily have an audience to share that story with. And so one of the great things that we do with this platform is we provide an outlet for cancer patients to to express themselves, to give their testimony, And we're also connecting those stories with people who are listening and looking for encouragement of what other cancer patients have done or information from a clinical perspective that may encourage them. And so we've bridged both of those worlds together. And most of these folks are simply individuals 
who simply want to express the goodness of God and the and the journey that they've been on. So all of my relationships within all of the internal resources of the organization uh, helped me to basically earmark and identify individuals who would like to share their story, and uh, we, we, we book them accordingly. Well, we benefit from that, so thank you for investing your life uh, into telling these stories and helping others tell their story. Uh, you also invest in creating resources for us to pass on to listeners. How to Face Cancer with Boldness is a, a new resource that we'd like to share with our listeners. It's available at healthhopeandinspiration.com. How to Face Cancer with Boldness. Also at the website, you can answer our question of the week. Has there ever been an occasion that you were forced into action and what did you do? We'd love to hear your response to that question at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, that passage in Joshua that you opened the program with, I see now why you chose that, Percy. Absolutely. Uh, if the if the clarion call is to get busy and let's make a plan and do something and take action, here is an example from a spiritual perspective of a group that did just that. Joshua, uh, the first chapter, verses 8 through 11, says this, Keep the book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day or night, or the Word of God. Uh, we need to rehearse the Word of God. We need to read the Word of God. We need to speak the Word of God day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then, then, and then you will be prosperous and successful. Our success and our prosperity comes from the precepts of God's Word that we are rehearsing and that we are meditating upon and that we are speaking. Verse 9, have I not commanded you to be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell them, get your provisions ready. Let's get busy. Let's make a plan. We're about to take action is what he is saying. And in three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. The Lord has promised us the land, but we've got to go take possession of that land. We've got to do something. We've got to take action so that we can get busy. Today, I want to encourage every cancer patient and their caregiver that you need to have the word of the Lord in your mouth and reciting and meditating on that word day and night so that you can be strong and courageous and get ready to go take action. Let's get busy. You've got life to live and you only have one life to live. And so with that today, let's fight for that and do all that we know to do through the power of his might. He's given us our marching orders. That's Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Percy, I love you, brother, and we will talk again here on the podcast. And I love you more and thank you as we continue to go forward. Remember, you've got work to do, so let's keep chopping the wood. And keep listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support. 
along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialist about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.